the college football experience Clemson Tigers season preview on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's w y n n bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. When you're sweating out your bets, make sure to grab a mountain cold refreshment. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or Google Play Store today. This is Mike Leach, uh, head football coach at Mississippi State, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Experience Clemson Tigers season preview. My name is Kobe Swinging Dantabase Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. And we are talking Clemson Tiger football here. I mean, what's what is going on? Look, uh, they only they they only bring back four offensive starters. Are we should we be panicking? No, Clemson's got a fine tune. Dabo Sweeney has a fine tune machine going on right now. But let me cue up that pick Dundee music here. This is the Clemson Tigers. You don't hit panic, all right? You just reload. Yes, Trevor Lawrence is in Jacksonville. ETN's in Jacksonville. <laughs> I mean, they lose all these players, but they just reload. They still got Dabo Sweeney. He's been recruiting at a high level. Brent Venables is still the defensive coordinator of the Tigers the last time I checked. And this stud quarterback, I call him DJ Ukulele. He's a ball player. We shut we saw that in the Notre Dame game in South Bend. And look, this this offense should just pick up where they left off. A lot of optimism, I think, if you're if you're a Clemson fan. Well, national championship or bust, which Dabo Sweeney's created that culture. And uh yeah, I mean it's 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 I I get it. They didn't win last year. All right. But but I think there's a lot of reason to be optimistic for thinking, Hey, this team perhaps could be better than last year. I've heard several people mention that we'll touch on that in a little bit. Cause we're going to have uh, my guy, Brad Senkiff joining us. Uh, he is the host of the press box at uh, 1055, the roar in Clemson, South Carolina. He is also the deputy editor at uh, Clemson SI's Clemson sports illustrated. That is so He's going to call in and talk Clemson football with us in a bit. That's going to be fun. But yeah, I mean the Tigers team, I I guess the real question is, can, can they get past Georgia and is anyone going to challenge them in the ACC? Cause no one ever since Florida state went away, no one has even stepped up to the plate uh, as far as, as far as challenging Clemson in the ACC. No one, not even Miami, no Virginia tech, nothing. So maybe, maybe well, I, a team can, can show up and maybe pull the upset. So, all right, before we get to, to, to that phone call, we're going to uh, tell you guys that the college football experience is brought to you by win bet. Yes. Win bet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. 
Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer up to a $500 risk free bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. Um, I also want to tell you guys that the college football experience is brought to you by PropSwap. It's America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Find the best odds on NBA championships or, or Stanley Cup futures when you buy directly from other betters on PropSwap. You see a ticket you like, but think the price is perhaps too high. Well, submit a bid for a price that you think is fair, then buy it. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time with just one click of a button, and PropSwap gives you a suggested price tool to let you know how much your ticket is worth. Uh, uh, last week, this is a perfect example, right? A PropSwap customer purchased a Milwaukee Bucks championship future for, for $150, right? $150 when they were down 1 0 against the Nets. Then he resold it for $1,000 after the Bucks won game seven. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just has to improve. Think, uh, think of it like the stock market, but for sports betting. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Go to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. And while you're downloading apps, this is the big one. You got to get us. Yes, SGPN. Download our app. I mean, this thing is fantastic. It's in the App Store, it's in the Google Play Store. You can get all of our picks. You know, me, Patty, CNNC, Nick talk college football and college basketball year round. You can get all of our picks now from the app. The app gives you access to all of our podcasts, all of our content. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGP and app today. Joining us on the college football experience podcast is host of the press box at uh, one Oh five, five, the roar in Clemson, South Carolina. He's also a deputy editor at Clemson sports illustrated or Clemson SI, as you want to say, G- I give you Brad Sinkiff. How are you, Brad? I appreciate you hopping on the college football experience to talk a little Clemson football. How are you, man? Oh, I'm doing great, man. Glad to be here. Ready to talk some tigers. Yeah. Be a fun year. Yeah. I mean, look, it's new faces, a lot of optimism. Um, obviously you guys lose Trevor Lawrence, you lose, you know, Travis Etienne, Amari Rogers, a bunch of other, uh, a bunch of other players gone from, from last year's team. And, uh, but at the same time, it, this is kind of uh, I feel like at this point we just say, okay, we saw a little bit of uh now I always, I'd basically say ukulele. What's the correct term to, to, to say that last name? Yeah, DJ Uyangolole. <laughs> Uyangolole. Matt, you don't know how many hours of work I put in to nail that right every single time. I mean, the, the kid's a stud. I just have the hardest time. And I'm going to have to play this episode back just to, and I'm just going to have to be at home working with that, uh, trying to, to, to get that pronunciation right. But the guy's a complete stud in the, li- in the limited time we've seen him play. Um, I, I I've I've heard people say that they think this Clemson team, despite losing those uh, just a ton of uh, good players, this team might even be better now. Now, uh, what's your take just off that statement? Well, top to bottom, I I think there's a chance for that to happen. Now, it sounds kind of crazy, right? You lose the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. You lose a a top twenty five pick in Travis Etienne. Uh, you're not supposed to get better. And, and I don't know if the offense is necessarily going to be better. Uh, it'll be different. And I think that's where things lie in terms of trying to figure out how good this team potentially, what all they're capable of doing defensively. There's no question. This is a better team. Uh, if, if, 
if they're not, then there's some serious underlying issues that I just can't put my finger on or I'm unaware of at this point on that side of the ball because they bring back virtually everybody outside of a couple of players and maybe maybe just one one or two somewhat key guys. But what you're seeing is sort of the residual effects now of what Dabo Sweeney's done in the recruiting trail. Remember, he won the national title in 16. He won the national title in 18. He's been in the playoffs six straight years. But what's odd about all that, he hasn't truly had those quote-unquote elite recruiting classes until the last couple of years. So what you're seeing is those elite recruiting classes now filter up into becoming the bigger, better types of players. You know, they've gotten the Trevor Lawrence and the Deshaun Watson, but those were like the top heavy guys. You know, now you're going to see it filter through the entire team, each position kind of running through it, uh, where this is supposed to be one of the more optimal, talented teams, if you if you want to put it like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. And it's crazy to think, I mean, I'm looking at all this stuff right now, as you're talking to me, like they were the third scoring offense in the country season ago to think that they're going to get better. Now I get it. You can analyze things with the 75th in rushing sixth best in passing charting at, at, at 10th overall yardage wise. Now you look and say, okay, 75th rushing, you know, and that their rushing average that two years ago was 6.4 yards per, per carry last year, just 4.5 yards a carry. So the offensive line in a way got worse, but you're bringing back, uh, you know, three of your offensive linemen from a season ago. Do you expect a bigger emphasis on running the ball and improving that average? Well, it can't get worse. Uh, <laughs> that's sort of the one, you know, that's one way to look at it. That was clearly the weakness. I think of the entire team last year was the offensive line. When Clemson truly needed those tough yards that you gritted out, like at Notre Dame on the road, they had an opportunity there to put the game away. They had the ball late in the fourth quarter. They couldn't pick up a first down running the ball because they knew Travis Etienne was going to get it, and they just keyed in on him, and they didn't believe the offensive line could block him. So the, the Irish were able to keep you know Clemson in check on in terms of, of, of not being uh, balanced the way they want to be balanced. Maybe balance isn't the word anymore to use in college football. But Clemson wants to run the football effectively and efficiently. And they didn't do that last year, Colby. They didn't even come close to doing it in the manner we're used to seeing, especially when you've got the all-time ACC rusher in your backfield. you got to be better than that. But you're right. They do bring back three starters from that offensive front. Uh, they're going to move the right tackle over to left tackle, Jordan McFadden. I think that's going to be huge. He's their best offensive lineman, and it's not close. Uh, he might actually be their highest drafted offensive lineman in a long time. And that's what's strange about Clemson. They are continually good every year, but they don't produce the kind of offensive lineman that you're used to seeing. They don't put guys in the pros at that position. It's kind of odd. This group might be a little bit different. The talent level has increased up front. There's no question about it. Developing them and getting them to play at their optimal level is now kind of the concern, but they've, Clemson has kind of gotten away. They're one of the few teams in college football, maybe in, in, in any football level, that has gotten away without stellar offensive line play. They've just simply got to be better. They don't have to be elite this year. Yeah. They just need to be able to uh, let DJ Leongo away and the, the, the plethora of running backs that they have just be efficient in what they do. They don't have to be awesome. They've just got to be a little bit more balanced this year. And, and you know, we're going to talk more of that Georgia game, but who are you expecting to be the starter? Is it Lynn Dixon? Is that, is that, or are you running back by committee or what do you think? 
I think Dixon's going to get the go ahead. A lot of it is because of just age and veteran play and leadership and all those things. But it's it's going to be a rotation. I mean, it, you know, you didn't want to take Travis Etienne off the field in key situations the last three years. That's not going to be the case. Uh, they're going to rotate guys in. It may be a hot hand kind of thing. Gotcha. Uh, Kobe Pace is a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, he's a sophomore. He saw limited action last year as a freshman. He's sort of the bowling ball kind of you know built running back. He's he's low to the ground. Uh, he he's going to churn out the the, the tough yards. He's going to always go forward on you. More kind of like in some ways that uh, what Wayne Gallman was, if you remember him back several years ago. Yeah, yeah. When Clemson won the title in, in sixteen, maybe more kind of like that kind of back. Not necessarily the explosiveness of a Travis Etienne. Lynn Jay's a little bit of a mix. He he's just got to be more consistent in his vision. I mean, that's the, the the knock on Dixon. Between those two guys, I think one of them will have a pretty solid year, if not both. And then there's a bunch of other guys that are going to work in. There's some. There's two freshmen, Will Shipley and Phil Moffa. Phil Moffa probably had the better spring, but Will Shipley came in as the more highly rated recruit. So figuring how you know the kind of the 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 rotation and how many carries, how many touches you get these guys is going to take some time. But at the end of the year, Clemson may not start off running the ball well, but at the end of the year, I think you'll see a pretty decent rushing game. Yeah, interesting to see if they can improve that that yards per per carry essentially. Now, now the pass game is going to be looking great, obviously, right? I mean, it, it, could you make the argument here that the, re- the wide receiver position might be your deepest? I can make an argument. It's the deepest I've ever seen it at Clemson. And, and we're John- talking. I'm sorry. One through eight or nine guys Jeez. can make huge impacts. And Justin Ross, I know it for me, you know, covering the whole sport here, and I'm just like, it seems like he's been in college forever. He has. Uh, now, Grant, we, we didn't see him in anything but, you know, a jersey on last year. No, yeah. no pads or helmet or anything <laughs> last year as he was dealing with that uh that spinal fusion that he that he had. Um so he's he's in a little bit different. Uh, category in terms of he's been around a long time, but we haven't seen a ton of him. Remember his freshman year, he didn't come on until late in the year. It was against Notre Dame in the playoff and Alabama in the championship game. You were like, whoa, this guy is an absolute baller and a future NFL player. He had a pretty solid sophomore year. I don't think it was extraordinary. I think T he, he deferred to T Higgins a little bit. Uh, he was also banged up some, so he wasn't hundred percent all year. And then he, we didn't see him last year but he's about as veteran as a player who's been in big moments and big games as maybe anybody in college football this year coming back. And then what you got Joseph Nagata who played good and Frank Ladson. And then uh, help me on the pronunciation of what is it? A Jew? Is that, am I getting a Joe? (laughs) Folks, you gotta write this name down. It's the same name twice. A Joe, a Joe he's Canadian. And I'm not sure I've seen a, a talent like him, a raw talent like him. I was at practice this spring. He looked like Julio Jones. Wow. He was just, he's just built. He's, he's just strong, muscular, wide, rangy, you name it. He's about six, three uh, covers a ton of the field for you. Like just in terms of getting open corners, aren't gonna be able to stay with him because he's so long and wide and rangy. Like he's just, he's hard to body up. I, I I think he's going to be the breakout guy. I think Joseph and God is going to have a major season as well. Overall, this Clemson passing game, Colby, I think is going to be a top five nationally this year. And and I, I think they're going to put up numbers that even Trevor Lawrence didn't put up 
the last few years. Wow, wow. Uh, I mean, that's that's saying something considering what they've had with Trevor Lawrence and then the rest of you know all those great receivers and and, and ETN and everything because ETN was great out of the backfield as well. Mm-hmm. Um, now defensively, returning nine. So you kind of hit on this. Uh, this defense should be loaded this year. Look, this was a great rush defense, a top 15 rush defense, actually charting at 15th in the nation, uh, 41st in the past. And it's funny when you, when you go and, and do your homework on Clemson, they'll say, oh, they were kind of bad in the past 41st traditionally for an, for a normal college football team. You're like, Hey, I'll take that. But the secondary appeared to be the weakness from a season ago. They return everybody. Do you think? I mean, wh- what position stands out to you? First off, the D line, I think, right? I mean, even though you lost a couple player, a couple transfers to what Virginia Tech and Minnesota, but what's the what the position that stands out to you on the defensive side of the ball? It is the D line. Uh, here's the thing: I think the numbers are a little bit deceiving. While Clemson led the nation in sacks last year, it wasn't a truly dominant defensive front. Meaning, it wasn't four guys getting after the quarterback. They essentially had to blitz a lot. And by blitzing a lot, it left safeties on islands. It left corners on islands and it allowed teams to beat them over the top. Even some bad teams were able to get some touchdowns over the top of this defense. We all know what Ohio state did to them, ripped them apart because Clemson just didn't have a front four. that was super consistent. Now there's some reasons for that. One, there were some injuries, Tyler Davis, defensive tackle, bowling ball in the middle, Rock Boulder. I mean, no one. I, I'm not sure there was a more impactful player on Clemson's team that we didn't even think about until he wasn't in there. Very, very good player. Uh, his his presence, along with the maturation of Brian Brzee at, at the other defensive tackle spot, should open things up for whoever's at pass rusher. It, it shouldn't matter. Now, Miles Murphy's going to be an absolute NFL stud one day. If you saw him last year, huge, long. Uh, gets off the ball really well, led the team in, in sacks. He's probably going to do that again this year. Xavier Thomas is back. This is like his 15th year, I think, in college football. Kind of wait on him to have that breakout year. If those guys do what they're supposed to do up front and they got a lot of people to rotate in, it's going to take all the pressure in the world off of that secondary, and those linebackers don't have to blitz as much. It gives Brent Venables more of the look he had back in 2018 when he had arguably one of the greatest defensive lines, uh, you know, I think college football scene, at least in the modern era uh, with Christian Wilkins and Dexter Lawrence and Cleveland Furl and those guys, this could be that kind of defensive line. If it comes together. Wow. Yeah. Brent Venables. I don't know how he's not a head coach. You know, I, I get it. He gets paid handsomely to be a defensive coordinator, but it's just unbelievable. When you look at his track record, I was actually watching a Kansas state game not long ago. And he uh, on classic ESPN classic or something mm-hmm. where he was uh, the defensive coach there. So, I mean, it, it's just amazing to me. It's almost like the bud foster route. We've had bud foster on the show before. And I always asked him, why didn't you take that head coaching gig? And he said he almost took actually, believe it or not, it was him or Dabo Sweeney for Clemson. But that besides that, he just was, he was, was comfortable being a defensive coordinator for, you know, Frank Beamer. And it's very similar what we're seeing with Venables. Cause you got to think every school in the nation's that, that, that has an opening is calling him, right? Absolutely. I mean, he's arguably the best defensive coordinator, maybe best coordinator in general. In, in college football. And that's not, I'm not saying that cause I'm in, I'm in Clemson. I mean, that's, yeah. that's said throughout college football nationwide uh, and people know how good he is as a tactician and a recruiter and everything else. He just likes where he is. I mean, I, I know that sounds so silly to some and it can sound kind of lame, but he's just happy. He doesn't have to do all the headaches. He doesn't have to go to yeah. booster meetings. You know, he doesn't have to go meet with the president 
of, of the university and the AD and, and answer a bunch of questions and, and have a bunch of bosses over his head. He gets to sit in his lab, as I call it, and just draw up ball plays all day long, you know, and then stay on the phone recruiting. Yeah. That's the only two things he does. He, and he's really good at those two things. It's it's almost like the Matt Campbell route. People are like, how did he turn down $69 million? Well, first it was the Detroit lions. But secondly, you know, I think he's kind of comfortable where he's at right now. Now I don't know how long that'll last because $69 million is $69 million, but I get your point with Venables wanting to stay in, in, in a comfortable spot. So uh, uh, here we are. I'll say this too. What, what's uh, $3 that? million a year is about what he makes. $3 million a year in Clemson goes a long, long way compared to some other places that he could be living. Yeah. Make that's a good point. That is a very good point. Now uh, l- the win total here, Las Vegas is saying 11 and a half, you know uh, it, it makes it almost tough because we know they're playing Georgia out the gate. Now, obviously they could beat Georgia Clemson can beat anybody, right? I mean, on the right day, I feel like they, I understand Ohio state, you know, dealt them a blow last year, but I still feel like you play that game again. I don't, who knows? You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. uh, so blindly I'll say, man, they, they, obviously they're getting the number right because I, they've destroyed ACC competition for a while now. Um, but you do have that Georgia game looming. The, how do you feel about that Georgia game Saturday, September 4th? Uh, you said you like the O line, but you think they will be better towards the end of the season. So I think that game's got to worry you from an offensive line standpoint, right? It has to. Georgia's got a very good defensive front. You know, Georgia's replacing some parts, but they've still got a ton of talent up front. I mean, to me, this game comes down to two things. I, I don't know if we're breaking this game down in this way, but tied it into what you just said, this game to me will be decided how Clemson handles the Georgia offensive line. I'm sorry, the Georgia defensive line, and then how the the Clemson receivers match up with Georgia's secondary that's being rebuilt. Uh, that that's the two areas because this game's going to come down to whether Clemson scores enough points or not. I mean, I mean, that sounds so simplistic. I know, but this is college football in 2021. It's all about the offense. It's all about points. Can Clemson click right out the gate? You know, we, we've seen some past years where they didn't and they take a little while to get kind of revved up and it takes two or three games and a couple of years ago, Trevor Lawrence was throwing too many interceptions and what's wrong with Clemson and all that. And then by the end of the year, they were playing LSU in the national title game. So this is a team that likes to take its time to get better. They can't do that. I mean, they got to come right out the gate on fire, look good, get after the quarterback, you know, hit some big pass plays, do all the things you want to do in game eight or nine under the Dabo Sweeney plan. They got to do them right away to win this game. There's going to be more pressure on Clemson than they've had in open in a long time. And they've been to Auburn. They've been to Texas A&M, you know, Clemson's not shied away from playing big games early in the season, but this one is different because one, it's Georgia. Like I guess I, I call it a cold rivalry, you know, because they don't play every year, but they don't like each other. There's a lot of animosity between the two sides, and it's a great rivalry. Uh, but you're playing this in Charlotte. You're playing this uh, in front of a national audience where this is the biggest game of the opening week. So much on the line. I. Uh, I don't know. There's, there's just a lot more pressure than in some past years. So we'll see how Clemson handles that. Yeah. So, so, I mean, look, obviously depending on what you feel of that game, I think that will lean you to taking either the over or the under on this because they, but I want to ask you this question. They've dominated ACC play. Do you, are, are you fearful that maybe, you know, in years past, I feel like, well, I guess I want to hit on a few things here. NC state has played them tough a couple times. Not, not every time BC played them tough last year. Do you think there's any, contender in the Atlantic that can push Clemson. I, I, 
I doubt it, right? Like, I mean, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I've I've tried to answer this question a thousand times differently. You know, I always try to come up with with some way to to pick out some team that might shock them. But I mean, we're talking about being there. They're gonna be three and four touchdown favorites. They're already <laughs> three and four touchdown favorites over you know Louisville and Florida State and Boston College. Uh, NC State will be interesting. The only thing is that game doesn't come at a weird time. Like if it came at a time where there was like a a uh, bye week the next week, or um, there's a tough opponent coming up right after NC State. Like if they had a Notre Dame on the schedule, you know, the week after, like then then I might see a scenario where they could look ahead a little bit and forget about the Wolfpack. I don't think it's going to be the case. They're going to be coming off a game against Georgia Tech, which they'll at home, which they'll win by probably 35 or more yeah, points. Yeah. And then, and then they, they go to Raleigh, which look, I've been to Raleigh many times. It's a great environment. It's, it's underrated environment. The student section will be all over them, but I just don't think NC state is going to be able to hang for, for, you know, an entire 60 minute game here. I, I actually think if I was to pick out one, all right. And I'm going to make this case for you because I, I, I think, I think I went through the past five years. And so I did a study on, uh, I think it was 2019. Uh, that power five teams that play back-to-back away games uh, have it, lose one of the two at like a 90, th- if memory serves me correct. Cause it's been, it's been a while since I 93% rate, I believe. Right. Uh, you, you have a 93% rate of losing. Now, obviously Clemson and Bama probably do that more often than, than your likes of, you know, whoever NC state, but um, Clemson hasn't played one in like five years. Does that. And so I, when I look at that October 23rd matchup at Pitt. Coming after Syracuse. Now we know Syracuse was really bad last year, but that dome is kind of funky. But I, I look at that Pitt game, and, and for some reason, I, I don't know why Pitt is. They're a strange team to me every year because they just had like a bunch of players drafted, but yet you look and they're like six and six or seven and five every year. And I, I I can never put my finger on it because I know their team's talented. I know their team's like spe- especially on the defensive side of the ball. I feel like they always overachieve. They got a six-year quarterback in, in Kenny Pickett. This game is on that tall grass where I think it neutralizes your speed some. And I know it's a nightmare for k- kicking field goals if you ask kickers. That to me, that's the one that if, if I had to place a bet, other than Georgia, obviously, I think I would say Pitt. But at the same time, I mean, I I don't think Clemson loses an ACC game. But if I had to circle one, it would be that one at Pitt because of the back-to-back away and also because of Pitt's weird. They're a weird team. They can get up and beat good teams. I remember a few, I mean, the year with Deshaun Watson, they won in, in yeah. Clemson. So what, what's your take on that? I, to me, that makes a lot of sense. And, and you got to remember too, this will be a very uncomfortable environment for Clemson. I, I'm not saying that the atmosphere is going to be tough. I'm just talking about making the trip to Pitt, uh, going to Heinz field. This is not something they've ever done. Have you, you realize that as yeah. long as Pitt's been in the league, this is the first time Clemson's ever gone to Pitt. Wow. To play a game. I did so not know that. that. That's that's, that's going to feel weird uh, for them. And Clemson loves to be comfortable. I mean, it, it, everybody does. You know, it's like shooters going to certain gyms. You know, they just in basketball, they just shoot so much better uh, because whether it's on the road or not, they just like the environment and the feel. This is going to be weird for Clemson. I, I agree that when I'm I'm interested, I'm intrigued by it. Uh, Syracuse will be no issues whatsoever up in the dome. That is a horrible football team. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They're just so bad. Uh, I but, did, uh, last year at one point, I think I was watching, I want to say it was like the North Carolina. I don't know. One of the early games for Syracuse and they had a fullback that, that they put at left guard. 
Yeah. I was like, Oh man. I mean, yeah, they're, they're, I don't know what's happening with Dino Babers, but the Q's just a few years ago, they feel like they won double digits. They had like 10 wins. I feel like, so I, I don't know what's going on there, but yeah, I, I I'm not making the case for Syracuse. I think if anything, it would be that pit game, but uh, uh, okay. So let me ask you this. If I don't want to put you on the spot, but I have to, in a way, let's say, you know, you're in Vegas. I know you're a Clemson guy. Would you bet the over then on an, a perfect season or would you bet the under? I think I would bet the over because I do think Clemson beats Georgia. Uh, I, I don't know what the margin's going to be. I mean, I know it's like, a, you know, three and a half points or whatever. I, I don't, I don't know if I want to mess with that, but I, I think Clemson wins the game against Georgia. And I just, I don't think that there's going to be um, a slip up on this schedule. I, I know, I know some years, you know, you, you pointed out Pitt. they've, they've, they've lost to Syracuse at, on the road before those things do exist. Those anomalies do happen. I, I just think with the, the, the way this schedule sets up, I just cannot find that game that I think truly meets some of the criteria. Now injuries obviously can play a role in that. And that needs to be noted here, Colby, when you talk about this total, because Clemson doesn't have a backup quarterback. Let me say that again. They do not have a backup quarterback, okay? So if DJ Uyongle misses any time for a flute play, a concussion, whatever it may be, comes out of a game in the fourth quarter, I don't know if they feel comfortable winning without him. Do, do you think, I mean, that's that's an interesting point. Do you think they try to quickly add someone in the in the transfer portal? I know that door's closed. That's been debated all, all summer, and it hasn't happened yet. Uh, Tyson Pumachon was probably scheduled to be the number two. He's a four-star type guy who's been in the program a while but he tore his Achilles in the spring game. And then they've got a preferred walk on Hunter Helms. Who's probably the number two. Like the thing I argue with people that we've never seen Hunter Helms fail. Well, I've never seen him succeed either, you know, and he's not the caliber of player that Clemson plays at quarterback and wins games with. So uh, keep that in mind. Like if you, I mean, you know how grueling football seasons are, you know, what can happen. Yeah. Uh, You just never know. That would be why I would have caution about taking the over. Interesting. That's a very good point that I wasn't even considering. I appreciate that guys. Like I said, make sure you follow uh, first off, like I said, check out his radio show press box at, uh, at one Oh five, five, the roar in Clemson, South Carolina. He's also the deputy editor of Clemson sports illustrated or Clemson SI guy. Uh, and also give him a follow on Twitter at uh, Brad Senkiff. That's uh, B R A D S E N K I W. Brad, I appreciate you so much hopping on and talking Clemson football. I'm excited to see. I'm gonna have to have you on once that that Georgia game gets closer, man. We're gonna have to talk about Do this it. game in depth. I appreciate everything, man, and uh, thank you for hopping on the college football experience. No problem, Kobe. Thanks you. Thank you for having me. Be glad to do it anytime, man. Thank you so much. Go go Clemson. There we go, man. That was awesome chatting it up with Brad Senkiff. Like I said, make sure you give the guy a follow at Brad. That's B R A D Senkiff C or I'm sorry, S E N K I W. Look, he's the he's the deputy editor at Clemson Sports Illustrated. He, he's got his a host of the press box at 10:55. The Roar in Clemson, South Carolina. He's got me jacked up. I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this Clemson Georgia game and and even that Pitt game later in the year. Maybe some of those other ones too. But you heard him first. He said take the over. But worry, I mean, if you're if you're only worry if you're taking the unders, perhaps quarterback depth. So something to keep an eye on in the next couple of weeks. Uh, transfer portal. Maybe they can, maybe they can land a backup quarterback. Maybe they can go out there and find one. Cause 
that's something you definitely want to have. Look at last season when Trevor Lawrence missed a game. So uh, something to, to take note of going on there in Clemson, South Carolina guys. If you're a first time listener to the college football experience, make sure you subscribe. We are previewing all 130 college football teams on the college football experience. So there will be a podcast for every single team on Clemson's schedule. If you want to talk about, you know, UConn, which they play later in the year, we will have a podcast for you despite them not playing a football season a year ago. So the college football experience has got you covered. We also have the college basketball experience feed, Brad Brownell. We will talk Clemson basketball. You already have an ACC preview out. Make sure you check that out. Uh, it's an off season check-in essentially looking at the, the upcoming season, but uh, we got you covered on the college football experience and the college basketball experience. Subscribe to both tell a friend about our 130 team breakdown. And remember that me, my co-hosts that are normally with me, Patty C and NC Nick, we've for the past four years, we've handicapped every single division one college basketball and college football game. Um, and, and we put, we've had, we've been over 500 each year for each season, like for each college football season, I've been over 500. Patty's been over 500 NC Nick's been over 500. So as a collective, obviously we're over 500, but also uh, independently. And we're also way over 500 on our locks. We give you all of that for free on a spreadsheet and via the SGPN app uh, over at sports podcast.com. So check that out. Tell a friend, look, we don't charge for picks. We won't charge for picks. The only thing I'm trying to charge you for is your kindness. Can you get over to the app store? You know, give us a, a five-star review and say some nice things about us. We'd certainly appreciate it. If you do that, take a screenshot of your review or whatever. Take a photo of your review. It could be on a Polaroid for all I care, right? Find me on Twitter at the Colby D. Send me that proof of that review, and I will send you a college experience t-shirt. Brand new. We got a new logo. We switched up logos about uh, about a month or two ago. So check that out, you know, get a brand new shirt. All right. Come on, have some fun here. Uh, studies say a brand new shirt increases your chances of uh, yeah, your girl or, or boy, you know, liking you more read that study once I think, but uh, that's just a fact of life, right? Anyway, um, please subscribe to the podcast. Please give us that five-star review. I'm at the Colby D. Give me a follow as well. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. And the sports gambling podcast network is on Twitter at the SGP network. So give them all a follow and uh, check out the sports gambling podcast Slack channel as well. All right. This is the college football experience. Clemson tiger season preview. You better start thinking about yours. And we out.